Cerca di contrastarlo Juan Jesus, il tocco di Esciarawi, cerca il colpo di tacco, attenzione Nainggolan, riesce a mantenere il possesso di palla, palla sulla destra verso Bruno Perez, avanza Samir davanti a lui, ancora Bruno Perez cerca spazio, il tocco arretrato è per Strottman, lancia in area di rigore per Nainggolan, tira go, go, go! Welcome to the Roma Press Podcast with John Solano. Hello again, welcome to another edition of the Roma Press Podcast. I am Roma Press, US editor John Solano, and I am recording this roughly 30 to 40 minutes after Roma's 4 1 loss at the hands of Barcelona in the Champions League. Uh, Well, that didn't go as planned. Uh, Certainly disappointing result. Performance uh, for me was not uh, nearly indicative of what the final scoreline said. But we can get into all that in a little bit. I am hopefully going to be joined by um, uh, Roma journalist um, uh, Phil Biafora, of PaginaRomaniste.com. Later in the podcast, we will see. Um, I know he's got a lot going on right now with his website. Frankly, I was tired of writing uh, directly after Jekyll's post-match interview just because uh, I was a little annoyed at that final scoreline simply because I did not think it told the entire story. And, um, you know, quite frankly, it was also undeserved. I, I thought Roma played actually extremely well um despite what the scoreline may say I really have no qualms whatsoever about the performance at all I you know if in any other four to one defeat I'm sure I I could find dozens of things that I could complain about I could rant about um that I could take issue with but you know you you never want to take solace in a loss but you know, I again, I have no issues with anyone. I mean, let me take that back. I have a couple issues with some of the individual performances of a few of the players, which I'll get into in a little bit here. But as far as overall approach, execution, I, I really have no complaints. You know, let's just start with the manager, Eusebio Di Francesco. I thought the approach he put into place is actually quite good. Um, I saw a number of people on social media saying you're, you know, um, uh, he allowed Barcelona far too much time on the ball, but that's how they play. They've played that way for years now. Um, you know, uh, Eusebio Di Francesco is not going to change that. And frankly, despite uh, Barcelona um, having, you know, the majority of the ball, I. I thought Roma did quite well. Um, I mean, if we just go through the four goals that they scored, uh, Barcelona, I I mean, really, only one, you just sort of, you know, uh, shake their hand and say, okay, uh, nice job. Um, uh, you know, you have the two own goals, and then you have uh, Maxime Gonalons, who I will discuss in probably another minute here, but I, I'm hard pressed to think of a midfielder who I've disliked more in sh- such a short amount of time 
at Roma. Um, you know, three to one versus four to one. I, I don't know what it is psychologically. If why, in my mind at least, there's a huge difference in that. But on the last podcast, I predicted it'd be three to one in favor of Barcelona, and I would have been completely one thousand percent, no questions asked, fine with three to one. Uh, just because you sort of give yourself that tiny glimmer of hope in the second leg, uh, you've bagged an away goal, which is always very, very, very difficult to do against top sides in the Champions League. Um, and then, you know, conceding three, two of which were own goals, uh, I'd really have no issue with that whatsoever. Um, that that fourth goal, what, what Gonalons did, to me, is just so, so inexcusable. Um, uh, Gosh, this may be an overreaction. I, I generally have a rule of thumb that I, I don't do a podcast or, or write an article um, within 24 hours after a bad result. But um, if Gonalons never plays another second for Roma, I will be more than content. Um, he was undoubtedly, in my opinion, the worst performer on the evening for Roma. Um, which is astonishing because he didn't even start. Uh, I don't know how in a cameo substitute appearance you could be so useless, so terrible, so just he did nothing well. He doesn't pass well. His positioning is terrible. Uh, Tactically, he's horrible. Um, He just offers nothing. So for him uh, to be the crowning jewel in giving up that fourth and being the reason Roma conceded a fourth, um, I frankly just never want to see him on the pitch again for, for Roma, despite how inconsistent Daniele Rossi may be at times. I, I never, ever, ever, ever want to see Maxime Gonanos again step foot under the pitch for Roma. Absolutely terrible, without question, the worst signing from this past summer. Um, aside from Gonalons, though, um, another player I, I do have a little bit of a complaint about would definitely be Pedalti. Boy, did he miss um, a golden opportunity in the early stages of that second half that, frankly, for me, could have almost entirely changed the complexion of the match um, just because Roma conceded so quickly after he missed it. Um, listen, Perotti is another guy that if he were to leave this summer, I certainly wouldn't shed a tear whatsoever. Um, he's a creative outlet. Um, you know, technically, tactically, he's, he's decent. But my goodness, he has no end product whatsoever. Uh, we saw the exact same at the weekend against Bologna. Um, it, it feels like any time the ball is at Perotti's feet in the area, you just, unless it's a penalty, I, I, I just never am confident that he's going to find the back of the net, which is worrying. Um, you really can't be having that from um, a first-choice winger. So uh, he, he was really, really, really poor on the night. And as well as Perotti, as well as going along, um, you know, Lorenzo Pellegrini had a very, very, very bad match. Um, he's young, so, you know, we, we can give him time. We, we don't want to be too hard on him. But, um, you know, frankly, he's, he's had a season to forget. He's just been so inconsistent uh, 
off the top of my head, I can I can think of more poor performances than I can good, which is worrying for a player that so much was expected of. Um, it, it's just astonishing at times some of the things that he lacks. Um, his passing is not incisive at all. Um, I can't tell you how many times his positioning, you almost... You see it happening five to seven seconds on the on the television before he notices it um, on the pitch, which again is a little worrying. Um, he has these lapses that are just for me you you, you can't have regardless of age, whether you're, you know it's a, an eighteen year old player, nineteen, uh, thirty, or forty. Um, he gets caught napping far too often, um, especially when Roma aren't in possession of the ball. Um, that is something he's going to have to drastically improve because, um, you know, in, in huge matches like this, um, you, you can't be falling asleep when you don't have possession of the ball. Um, your movements have to be tight. You have to be compact, which is obviously how the Roma play. Um, so I, I, I was really, really, really disappointed. Um, really disappointed in Pellegrini. But, um, you know, despite the, the bad performances, there, there were some good performances. Listen, I, I, I thought Dzeko was fantastic. Uh, it, it's worrying that Roma cannot score a goal without him. Um, but he looked like the only one who was going to find the back of the net. And lo and behold, it turned out that he was the only one who found the back of the net on the night. Now, uh, certainly... Aside from his lone goal, the, the non-penalty call on him will certainly be a major talking point. Uh, he stated after the match that, you know, the referee has to be able to have the courage to give the, the penalty call even against Barcelona. Listen, for me, that, that, that call could have gone either way. For me, I thought it was a penalty. Um, I, I don't think it was as egregious as maybe some of the uh, other pundits are saying. I was... I was watching, or uh, after the match, Sport Media said, a uh, popular Italian television station, they they were going nuts about it. Um, they were making it a, a very, very big deal, which for me, it, it wasn't an egregious non-penalty call, but certainly should have been called, but it wasn't as obvious as maybe uh, many are making it out to be. Um, and, I, and I don't think it helps that Jekyll, unfortunately, has um, a habit of diving every now and again and making a meal out of things so um had that not been the case maybe that's given but we we don't know um we're presuming we're making assumptions but regardless i I do think that had that penalty been called roma um ultimately score again that that changes the uh complexion of the entire match which which again is unfortunate but you know beyond all that when you look on the whole, uh, the whole entirety of the match, it's um, there's certainly regret, and not just with that penalty call. So, um, you know, we we could talk about the various uh, ifs and buts, but uh, it is what it is. We have to live with it. Um, Besides Jekyll, uh, I thought Dodossi was brilliant. Listen, he he had uh, the own goal, which is really really unlucky. Because I thought he was fantastic up until uh, that own goal. I thought he played brilliantly. He was right on par uh, in the midfield with Barcelona. And frankly, he was really the only midfielder that turned up for Roma. Um, they were really, really lacking in the middle of the pitch today. And had De Rossi not been there, it could have been disastrous. So uh, credit to De Rossi. Um, 
he was really, really good tonight. I, I, I'm pleased for him. He's, uh, he's experiencing a really good spell. He deserves it. And I, I'm, I was very, very pleased with his performance. And then Kolodov as well. He, he was not bad as well. Um, he did, uh, you know, he held down that, that left flank uh, pretty stupendously. I, I thought, you know, he was one of the better performers on the night. Fazio, Manolas, they weren't great. But they certainly weren't bad. Um, uh, Manolas, again, he had the own goal. But he um, he contained Suarez and Messi really, really well. Um, again, you, you could give them credit as well as Di Francesco. Um, I thought that the approach and, and the, the tactics that were put forth by the manager were really, really strong. Um you know, generally what we've seen from Roma in the past is they're quite often outmanaged. You know, I'm thinking of Spalletti in the Europa League. I'm thinking of uh, Rudy Garcia in the Champions League um, at points, both of whom were, were overmatched. But that that was not the case this evening. I, I was very pleased with Di Francesco. Um, so I, I have no issues whatsoever about um, the game plan he set forth. I apologize. That opening half of the podcast, the sound was absolutely terrible. Um, I was using an old pair of headphones and an old microphone, so I apologize for the very low quality of of the sound. Um, I'm rewatching bits and pieces of the match here that are replaying on the television in front of me. And I I tweeted this out a little bit ago. um, But one thing that really, not really puzzles me, but the the guy who really needs to get more time is uh, DeFrell. I'm just rewatching the the latter portions of the match, and everything he does is always positive. yeah, he lacks the final end product. Yes, um, he only has one goal on the season, but just the little things that he does, the energy he brings, the tracking back that he does, the marking that he does, and just the little things that tend to go unnoticed uh, are have are just uh, are always positive from him. And he he's he's even when he's in a bad moment, he never um, tends to show the negativity, which is uh, always something encouraging, especially from an attacker who um, has really been hard done by by the lack of goals this season. But um, nonetheless, I, I, I think that uh, Di Francesco needs to find a way to implement him uh, quite a bit more, especially given the, the lack of form of Sheik, Parotti, and the inconsistency of El Sharawi. Um, I, I would absolutely love to see uh, more of Defrel, whether it's centrally behind the striker or on the right. I, I just feel like he has to be on the pitch. Um, and also, I just got word that um, uh, Mr. Biafora will not be able to join us this evening, which which is fine. I'm, I'm hoping on the next episode um, I'll be able to get him on here and he can give us some of his thoughts about the match and perhaps um, even preview this weekend's uh, Fiorentina clash um, with me because it's it's a vitally important match. Today was the uh, um, the derby between Inter and Milan. Ended in a draw, which I thought was the best result, uh, just because Milan were 
slowly but steadily climbing up the table. Um, and now they both, uh, them and Inter, both drop two points, which uh, for me in the race for the Champions League is important. Um, so uh, hopefully that episode will come out sometime later this week. But until then, uh, we will reconvene soon. And as always, Forza Roma.